Good morning. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David, with your host, David Calvert. Thanks for taking time out of your day to hear David's thoughts. All right. Welcome to Car Thoughts with David, everyone. And we have another fantastic interview for you guys. Uh, I am uh, joined by Eric De, uh, Erica DeRossier. I hope I got that right, but she is she is a uh, a teacher who teaches uh, you know students about kind of outside the box teaching methods like entrepreneurship and finding your passion and your goals. She's also a podcast host for uh, Teacher's Shoes, and uh, she's coming to us from Canada today. So Erica, if you'd like to uh, introduce yourself, and we'll get started. Sure. So first, thank you for having me on the podcast, David. I'm super excited. Um, so yeah, I'm uh, currently a high school teacher, also taught elementary uh, a little, a short while back. Um, I started the podcast about a year ago right now. And uh, for me, it was a way to connect with awesome entrepreneurs, leaders, teachers, students. And basically, the idea was to bring as many ideas as possible that are innovative into the education field and not be restricted to the uh, to education per se. So um, that was the idea with the podcast. And um I don't know how deep I should go into this, but I'm from a small, small town up north in Canada, in Quebec, Canada, called Shibugamu, and it's it's far away and it's small, and there's a lot of snow and it's cold. And anyways, <laughs> so uh, that's a little bit of background on me. And um, I started teaching kind of by accident. I didn't expect to start doing that. I wanted to become a translator, which made me study uh, languages in a program that's in between high school and university for us here in Quebec and um, and very soon into my teaching career I realized that teaching as in the traditional sense of the word as in me being in front of a class and lecturing people really wasn't for me um, so ever since then for the past at least the past couple of years I've been trying to really change the way um the way I teach, but also to go much broader into my teaching in terms of um, trying to connect the outside world to my teaching or connect my class to the outside world, whichever way you want to see it. And uh, that's pretty much what I'm trying to do right now. I'm trying to break those school walls so that my students see the meaning behind everything that we're doing. I'm trying to quote unquote, prepare them for the outside world and uh, teach them the skills they need more than the content we kind of say they need. So that's that's my journey for the moment. And um, it has its struggles, but I, I just think it's not a choice anymore. It's really what we have to do. And if we don't, well, we're kind of burying our heads in the sand thinking that it's all going to be all right. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, I think that's super important because, you know, these kids are coming out of school and I see it all the time. Uh, my wife, uh, you know, used to run a movie theater and she's since moved on to another position within the company. But, you know, you had a lot of high school or college age kids, you know, and they're just like 
I don't know what I want to do. Um, I, I don't really know if I'm prepared for the kind of job I want to get into where I'd see the, the kid, the people that worked there that were fresh out of college. And they were like, yeah, I've got a degree. I've got a master's in fine arts and I can't really get a job. Maybe I should have picked a different path. So I think it's what you're doing is super important to kind of prepare them and get them ready for what the world's going to be like before they get to that point where they're looking back with regret. And, you know, David, that's a really interesting point you bring up. And it's something I I struggle with and work with on a daily basis. I mean, I have students who are literally finishing high school in a couple of months and they have no idea what's coming. Well, they don't know what they like. They don't know who they really are. And I mean, it's not it's not like adults aren't le- aren't like that either but i think in education we have a role to play in that i mean our students h- should be very well aware of what they like and don't like by the time they finish high school it should be crystal clear in their minds and i mean there's always room for change i mean even if after you get out of school whether you study or you don't study your opinions change your priorities change and all that but just the fact that a lot of my students, not like one or two out of out of my class, but a lot of my students have absolutely no clue. Like, what do you like? Uh, I don't really know. Like, okay, I watch Netflix. Uh, I like uh, video games. Uh, and that's pretty much it. And I mean, it breaks my heart, honestly. It's just, <laughs> how is this possible? And what are we doing to fix this? Because it's it's so, it's such a big problem. And there's a lot we can do to fix it. So that's that's what we're trying to do here. But you're absolutely right. It's it's not back then. It's not. A, I, I understand that your wife kind of lived through that and saw what was going on. And it's still going on, even though we know it's happening. So we, we have to do something about this. And I think that for me, for now, the path is passion-based learning, figuring out, testing, exploring what you like and you don't like. And it's very intimidating and, and unsettling for students to not be told what to do because they most of them are really good at it. So it's taking that risk and taking those steps to explore when there are really no, not that many huge ramifications or consequences to do that. Right. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. And I think that's so important because, you know, so many, so many people, even adults, like you said, don't know. I mean, I was, you know, just last year when I really started to find what I found as my passion and I'm 38, I just turned 38. And, you know, here I am, like I was out of high school, I was out of, you know, college and, you know, everything that I did. And, you know, it took me that long to actually finally pin down and say, okay, yeah, th- this is what I really enjoy. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was actually homeschooled. So I had like pretty much free reign. My parents were like, okay, as long as you do your schoolwork, we don't care what else you learn, you know, just study, have fun, find what you love. And still it took me, <laughs> it took me, you know, almost two decades to actually get to the point where I was like, okay, this is actually it. I found it. But you know that that's interesting to me and I'm I'm absolutely in the same boat. I'm I don't want people to think that I'm talking like, oh, I figured it all out and it's nailed <laughs> down. But um I think that there's finding your passion and that takes a while, but um to me it's also about 
teaching the skills that students need to even figure that out, to reach out to different people, to speak with them, to learn from them without waiting for people to say, you need to learn this. This is what is important. I mean, nowadays it's a necessity. It's a skill, but it's a necessity to be able to uh, learn by yourself, self-regulate, reflect on what you're doing. Whatever you decide to do, those should be like in your pocket. You should have those. And I mean, after that, figuring out what your passion and your purpose is, it can take a while, but at least you know how to get about it and to get started and um, and survive really in this world, in this world that's soon to be, um, at least in the United States, half uh, freelance based. So, I mean, if you can self-regulate and reflect and uh, figure out what you're good at, well, you've got a problem in an economy that's half like the gig economy, basically. Yeah, very true. And I think that's that's important. You know, like you said, teaching them how to figure out how to find that, because, you know, uh, schools generally are very much, okay. learn this, take this test, learn this, take this test. And a lot of people don't get into it because they don't understand why they're doing it. They're like, well, how does this benefit me? Whereas what what you're bringing to the table, like reaching out to entrepreneurs with your podcast and and having them share these these lessons. And and I know you had, uh, you know, done some stuff with the entrepreneurship class. I was reading some uh, of your articles and, um, you know, just bringing in people to just kind of talk to the students and be like, hey, this is what we do. This is how we do it. This is how we get there. You know, I think that's brilliant because that gives them that triggers their mind to think of possibilities that they might not have thought about otherwise and how the education is actually going to benefit them. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, that's, that was really the goal of how can I show students that actually memorizing these facts and being really good on the test. I mean, it's okay, but it, it only goes so far and it doesn't really make a difference. Like you were saying, I can't, I can't remember who it was, but who had just graduated, had a degree in fine arts, but didn't really know where to go from there. What can I do with this? Um, because if you haven't built a network or figured out how you can use your skills, well, you can have all the, the diplomas in the world. It's not going to make a difference. You have to be able to, um, to promote yourself, to use those skills and show people how you're good at doing different things. Uh, You have to be able to set yourself apart. So nowadays, a diploma for some jobs, it is required, but for most, not so much anymore. I mean, you can learn so many different things. I mean, it's endless what we can learn, right? I I feel like I'm repeating myself saying this, but (laughs) everyone knows that you can just you can learn whatever you want to learn. Some jobs require, still require that diploma. And I mean, rightfully so. I want the surgeon operating on me to have some kind of diploma to be qualified. But besides those like few jobs, not that much. So I'm trying to show my students that you don't have to be, you don't have to wait to have a diploma. Um, great if, I mean, if it's paid for and all that and you want to build a network and meet some interesting people, go for it. But don't depend on that to build the path to your future because it's just not the answer anymore. Right. Yeah. And I mean, so many people are getting out there with social media being what it is. It never hurts to like uh, 
our mutual friend Gareth, you know, where he's actually going out there and doing stuff, um, you know, while he's in university. And I mean, I think that's brilliant because he's, you know, going out there and, you know, taking what he's learning, practical application, and then, you know, building on that so that when he comes out, he's going to be way ahead of anybody that's in his class. Oh yeah, absolutely. It makes it makes such a difference because you can learn certain things, but being able to apply them and uh, and building that network and connecting with people is so priceless. And it, um, I think people, more people have to take advantage of that time they have while they're a student and they don't have that many responsibilities besides the work they have to hand in and the assignments. It's a very good time to meet people and try different things while there isn't that much at stake. And uh, and Gareth is really doing it, doing a great job at that, experimenting and putting himself out there. So more people have to have that kind of skill and that's something we have to teach students in school, not not show them how to sit down and wait for instructions kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Go out there and be proactive, go out there and actually, you know, try it out. You know, you yeah. might hit on some kind of a niche and you don't even know it. And you're like, well, I don't even have it. I don't have, you know, I'm not done with school, but you know, I mean, there's plenty of people on like YouTube that I see that are highly successful and, you know, they're still school age kids. And it's amazing to me that, you know, they just took that initiative and went with it and it, it worked, you know, um, and then there's a lot of people, you know, on LinkedIn or, uh, or they're getting on LinkedIn, they're younger or Facebook and things like that, that are really doing some amazing work and they're high school kids. Oh yeah. And they, they are very much ahead from anyone else who only has a diploma. You may, they might, they might have three diplomas, but as long as they haven't showed that they can actually apply this, it doesn't mean much. They have to be able to to uh, showcase what they're doing. Yes, absolutely. You have to be able to show your work and you have to, uh, you know, go out there and, and just kind of, um, you know, try different stuff because, you know, you, you can find, you know, your, your audience or your tribe, you know, just by going out there and saying, Oh, I wonder if this will work, you know? And I'm, I mean, when I started writing my books, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I learned so much along the way, and and uh, it was just kind of a jump out there, and I'll I'll assemble the parachute while I'm while I'm falling. <laughs> but I love that, and if you don't mind, I'd love to ask to hear your thoughts on that. Like, how how far out of your comfort zone did you have to step in order to in order to try something new, like? writing a book and saying, oh, you know, I'll just figure it out along the way. Was that something fairly easy to you? Or did you like, I don't know, bite your nails for a month in advance thinking you have to start <laughs> writing or something? I'm um, trying, sorry. Oh, no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to tell a story. I'm, I'm trying to show my students how to get out of their comfort zone because especially at a high school level, uh, teenagers, 16, 17 years old, uh, being told you have to take a risk and potentially fall on your face and uh, and get criticized, laughed at, whatever it is, um, it's really intimidating and not that convincing that it's a good idea. So I would love to hear your thoughts on um, trying something different and just trusting the process kind of thing. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, basically I had actually, uh, you know, wanted to uh, do something. I'd always had like this dream of maybe writing a book someday, but I was always like, Oh, I'm not an author. 
you know, and, and I had that mental perception. I had that internal voice telling me, you're not an author. You don't fit into the author mold. You're, you're a, an IT person who would want to read a book that you wrote, you know, that type of thing. So I had all this mental, um, you know, stuff going on. And I actually, I think the desire just kind of took me to the point where I was like, I actually had a dream one night. And I woke up and I could remember part of it and I wrote it down and I was like, ooh, this would be really good as a book. Um, and the very next day I was like, OK, I'm going to sit down. I'm going to try and write more of this story. And I just could not do it at all. It just would not work. I have still I've only got one chapter of that that particular book written. I mean, that's it. I couldn't write any more um, because this other story started coming to mind. And I was like, I don't really know what to do, you know. Um, how do you get published? How do you, you know, get a book in print? How do you market a book? How do you do any of these things? I have no idea. And I was very cagey even talking about it with anybody. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, by the way, I'm working on writing a book. And people would be like, oh, that's really fascinating. So then they'd start asking questions to which I didn't have an answer to. And um, so I started doing research online as I wrote. And I started out as just blog posts. I'd write a chapter every couple of days. And, um, you know, I had a goal to be done by before Thanksgiving, uh, which I actually finished uh, like two weeks after Thanksgiving. So I got reasonably close to my goal. Um, but yeah, as I went and started talking about it and people told me that you should be more open about it, you should tell more people, you should be like, introduce yourself as, hi, David, or hi, I'm David, I'm writing a science fiction novel, and I happen to be an IT person as well. And as I did that, people started opening up and sharing with me, talking to me about it, um, you know, and, and sharing resources. And so I kind of, you know, as I started talking about it and becoming more open about what I was doing and the fact that I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> um, you know, people actually started stepping in and helping me with the process. And, you know, I learned so much that I actually um, am trying to work with people and help them get their books published by um, formatting their books and everything for print and things like that, um, you know, just to just to, you know, help them out, you know, because as I learned all this and I learned it like just from just doing it repetitively, you know, I kind of I'm like, OK, well, I'm good now. So now I can help others. And, uh, you know, so it, it just it was a long process. It was a painful process. I woke up kind of like oh, I need to write another chapter, but I don't feel like it. I don't know if I have the inspiration, but I'm going to sit down and I'm going to sit in front of my computer and try it. And then the chapter. I was only going to write one book. Uh, the book story became so huge, it's actually going to be a trilogy now. And I'm going to write other books in that series. And it all came from me having no earthly idea what I was doing and being terrified and just saying that I'm going to finally actually do it. Yeah, that's amazing. I love I love hearing those stories, how people start something and it actually works out and you kind of discover, wow, this is like half of me. <laughs> it's really part of me right now. And um just realizing that it was there all along, but as soon as you took that step and a step, one step after another, because it didn't happen overnight, but just keeping at it and uh, trusting the process and accepting that you don't know everything as you start. That's, that's a mistake that I made myself and I see my students making, but we often want to be 
an expert before we even start. So what's the perfect plot and what's the perfect this and the perfect that and how am I going to market? But the book isn't even written yet. And we're thinking about the cover art and the marketing and this and that when actually the hardest part is getting the book started and to start that process of writing on a daily basis. And after that, you can learn along the way when that habit is in you, you can do anything else. It's just getting past one fear at a time kind of thing. And the first fear, like you said, was sitting down and actually trying to write and it didn't come right away. But when you started, like you tried something else in a different way and you kept at it, it started working. So um, yeah, I find that process fascinating. So Interesting. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the thing that where I've explained it to people is like, you know, some re, at some point, you know, as we start growing up, it becomes almost like we're not supposed to fail or we're not supposed to learn. We're just supposed to actually just go out there and, and produce and do. And, you know, we didn't do anything in our lives right the first time I can guarantee you and I've still got the scar from where I tried to learn a bicycle <laughs> you, know, you know I fell and tore a huge gash out of my knee on a rock and um, you know learning to walk all of these things we have to learn how to do learning to eat learning to do to speak or write um, so at some point it's almost like society tells us like okay well you know you've you've went through school you've learned everything now go out there and you're you don't learn anything else everything just has to be perfect right off the bat you need to, you can't do anything until you have the perfect resume until you have the perfect car house whatever everything has to be perfect and it's not true everything from the day we're born to the day we die is a learning process oh yeah it sounds it's absolutely ludicrous thinking that we're have to, we're supposed to have everything right the first time when nothing in life actually happens that way and unfortunately i think the education system is doing a good job at doing that right now, at taking the possibility of failure out of us. And um, and we really have to show our students that it's actually the opposite, that to show them that you can fail. And um, even if like, not even in terms of grades, I mean, whichever way you fail, whichever whatever you try out and fail at, it doesn't matter as long as you keep going afterwards, but it's really hard, especially after a certain age, I'd say past the eighth or ninth grade, it starts being very important to the students to be able to get those grades and get into the perfect college and all of that, even though, like we said earlier, it's no guarantee for anything, right? So being just showing them that you have to be able to learn from your failures is really important both for adults students whoever it should be like a bulletin board somewhere that we see like continuously it should be an ad that we learn from our failures so that people watching tv endlessly can just <laughs> get that to sink in <laughs> oh yeah yeah absolutely i mean and that is that is you know so true because i mean as we as we go, you know, everything is an opportunity to learn something new. So if you, if you like uh, Thomas Edison, you know, he said he didn't, uh, he didn't invent the uh, light bulb. He just found a thousand ways to not invent the light bulb, you know, and, and, and that's so important because, you know, by failing, there's so many great inventions that have come about by failure. Uh, like, for instance, antifreeze uh, was invented 
uh, guy threw it out, the chemical. He was like, this is not working. I don't even remember what it was he was trying to invent. And he threw it out. He came back the next morning. Everything was frozen except for that liquid that he had dumped out in the college campus. And that's how antifreeze was invented, by an actual failure. Uh, Post-it notes were invented by failure. Um, the, the glue that they used, they tried to make a super strong, uh, reusable, sticky um, glue, and it didn't work. It didn't hold up the things they wanted it to hold up, and then they found out that it could actually hold up a piece of paper and be reused, and that's how Post-it notes were invented. So failure is not always a bad thing. Sometimes it can be the greatest thing that ever happens to you. I think I would even say that it's always a good thing as long as you keep going. I mean, even though, yeah, yeah if you fail at your exam and all that, and then it changes the your options, I understand all of that. But if we talk about the learning, the real learning and not the degrees and all of that, I think failing and getting back up, the perseverance behind that failure is the number one best thing for learning. And and we often hear that oh students don't persevere and like they give up so easily and all of that. Well, being able to get back up and reflect on your failures and on what it actually taught you is one of the best skills I think we can teach our students. Absolutely, yeah. Because I mean that's that's one of the big things is you know life's not going to play fair. It's not going to play by the rules. So you've got to have that that perseverance. You've got to learn that perseverance and that that willingness to keep going when the chips are down when the cards that you're dealt aren't the ones that you expected to be dealt and and work with what you have and you know learning those lessons at an early life or at an early age is is super important because you know so many times in school they're like oh you know everything was good or whatever and you, you get your participation trophies or whatever you know all that stuff nowadays and it's like no, let, let them fail. Let them realize that, you know, that, that it's okay to not be perfect every time because that's something they're going to need in life. Just like learning how to balance a checkbook or, well, that's even almost um, not really important anymore, but, you know, things like that. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'm laughing because I was just reading an article about that, the jobs that are going away because of AI and stuff. But, uh, no, definitely being able to do that is, is, good it's excellent for everyone and it's something that we we don't talk about that often and if you like when I, I hear my students saying oh I want to be like this person and like this person I want to do that and every time I bring up but they didn't do that overnight they like and I even though like he's the most used example I still use Steve Jobs and say that he was kicked out of his own company yes. and he came back and he made it work so like if you want to go to that level, you have to be prepared for anything and you have to be able to overcome all the obstacles and everything that comes your way and to keep that mindset and that strength in your mind to keep going no matter what and figure out your path in all of the noise, really. Yeah, so true because there's so many different you know stories out there that you kind of have to weed through and and yeah, I mean, one of probably one of my favorite books is actually it's called Insanely Simple. It was uh, written by uh, his name just left me, but it's a it's a story about Steve Jobs written by a guy who actually worked as one of the marketing um, consultants for Apple. And then, of course, he went over to uh, Steve Jobs, other company for a little while 
and then came back and, and, you know, it talks about all the stuff and the struggles that he went through and everything that he, that he actually uh, dealt with while he was running the company. T- and he became one of the most, you know, well-respected creators of technology, you know, that the world has seen uh, thus far as a result. So, um, you know, it's, it's a really good book. So uh, I don't know if your students might be interested in reading that one, but, uh, but I liked it. <laughs> I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. And I mean, whoever we're talking about, anyone who's mildly successful had to overcome tons of failures. So oh, yeah. learning from failure is the number one thing we should push. <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, um, you know, I definitely want to thank you for coming on the show. It's been really awesome talking to you, and it's nice to actually get to, you know, kind of have an actual conversation other than through chat. So so thank you for, for being on the show. And, um, you know, uh, what's the best way to find out about what you're doing, your programs, if there's any teachers that are interested in trying to adopt this in, you know, in their schools? So, uh, well, first of all, thank you for having me. This was a a nice conversation, and I like that it was conversational that way. Um, So for now, uh, these days, I'm really mostly active on LinkedIn. Uh, I'm also on Twitter and uh, other platforms, but really Twitter or LinkedIn are the best places to reach me. Um, So on LinkedIn, I'm at... Erica DeRosier, and I'm going to spell that out. It's E-R-Y-K-A-D-E-S-R-O-S-I-E-R-S. And on Twitter, it's the opposite, at DeRosier Erica. So I'm happy to connect with anyone. And uh, yeah, I share most of what I do these days on uh, on LinkedIn because I find that uh, it's more user-friendly and it's easier to connect with people. But if you just Google me, it's it's going to pop up. And uh, yeah, if any of your listeners want to reach out and uh, connect, talk more, I'd love love to talk with them. And um, that's pretty much it. And I try to have interesting guests on the podcast if you want to check it out, uh, comment or review it and say that it was horrible. I'll take any feedback I can get to get better. Yeah, that's my goal, improving all the time. Absolutely. That's a great goal to have. And I have listened to, like I said, a couple of episodes of your show and uh, I thought they were fantastic. So, you know, keep Thanks. up the good work and, and thank you again. <laughs> thank you so much, David. Take care. Thanks, David. Hey, don't forget to check out David's website, carthoughtswithdavid.com. That's carthoughtswithdavid.com. And as always, car thoughts out. We all know how hard it is to grow, right? Especially if we are in the first month or years of our journey of our business startup or we're coaching or we're writing and we want to spread the word about us. We all know that it is pretty difficult to get the word out there. But that's exactly where I come in. I want to host an ad about your business into my podcast, Impact by Choice. So look me up on LinkedIn. Andrada Anite, or reach out to David and he will help you get to me. I would love to work with you further on and I would love to help you boost the visibility of your brand. 